Welcome to No Season 2 Podcast, where me, George, and my friend Megan rewatched TV shows only last one season. Megan, we finally did it. We finally finished My So-Called Life. But for our listeners, we're not completely done with this content. We do one more episode to wrap up the whole thing. But before we get into that, Megan, how are you? I haven't seen you in weeks. Yeah, you really, we haven't seen each other since before Thanksgiving, right? That was the last time we recorded. So a lot has gone on. I got COVID, and that was not fun at all. Got that. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it was the Whoa. worst, the worst thing ever. And then we had a we had an incident with a mouse in our apartment, and uh, he got into our toaster, and we no longer have a toaster because we trapped him in it, and then we threw the toaster out. Oh, you turn it on to put like pop goes the weasel? <laughs> no, we could hear him like chewing on stuff oh. in there, and I okay. was like, I was like, I, I was like, I just used this like like a week. <laughs> so we just trapped him in there and then put him in double bagged him and some garbage bags and threw him out but now I have uh, made room on our counter and I now have an espresso machine you know one that a normal person can use but I grind I grind my own beans imported oh, from wow. Alaska <laughs> Because Alaska has better coffee than here. Sorry to say to the people in New York, but your coffee stinks and Alaska has better coffee. I wouldn't know. I don't drink coffee, but this is not an espresso. It's not an espresso, no. Whoa. Yeah. So, sorry, George Clooney, your coffee stinks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, George Clooney, but you're never coming on this podcast and your coffee blows. Your coffee blows, <laughs> George Clooney. How was your week? Well, I mean, like, uh, we haven't potted in a while. Yeah. I mean, how were your weeks, your multiple my, weeks? My weeks uh, I didn't catch COVID, but I did catch the flu. I had, like, a fever of 103. Oh, no good. No, no, not good. It was because I was also having the strangest dreams. I was just in my apartment, sweating profusely, grinding my teeth. <laughs> Yeah, this is like, you know, when you, when you just sort of wish, you're like, man, I really would be nice to have a girlfriend right now. That'd be kind of sweet. To take care of you. Going this alone the whole time. Yeah, it is uh, better to have someone because there, there was a point where I thought I was going to die. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was nice it's, to have someone there to, you know, if I did die, I guess, report it. There was, there was nobody to, to, to talk to. So just me <laughs> looking at Gladys and watching terrible movies. And Gladys was probably like, mm. Yeah. But listeners, we did lie. We did see each other. We saw each other. Uh, oh, right. We did see each other. <laughs> we saw each other at the beginning of this month. So for our listeners, we're going to be talking about Needle Drops a little bit later. But one of the bands that's featured heavily in an episode of My So-Called Life, Buffalo Tom, I told Megan if I was able to get tickets, which I was able to, we should go see them just like we were like characters from the TV show. And we did. We did. We saw Buffalo Tom. They did not disappoint. They were quite good. They were they were good. The I've never seen like so many white guys, middle aged white guys, like all in one place, except for a Magarelli. <laughs> at one point, like you know, people at concerts, a boppy song comes on, started like you know bouncing in place, and I was concerned for some knees in that crowd. You know, as you yeah. age, your bones become. <laughs> Your bones and joints become brittle. I was, I was, uh, I was into it. My only beef is because I am an old guy. Let's get this concert started a little earlier. You know what I mean? Buffalo Tom. It did start late. Yeah, Buffalo Tom, we got nothing but love for you, but I know you want to get that audience juiced up, but this, that's an old audience. Someone is suing Madonna because the concert at Barclays started late. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, they should have come to Buffalo That did start for like, that started like an hour and a half late yeah. based on the ticket time. Yeah, no, they uh, they wanted everybody to get drunk and pretend like they were waiting for Tino from my so-called <laughs> life. 
Megan, I sent you a couple things of like what I want to discuss mm-hmm. in this final episode, but I didn't tell you the list of names. So listen, what we're going to do is we're going to give out some final grades of some performances that we liked and we may not have liked. I am, of course, I'm going to include the, the core characters that are in every episode, but I've also got like some curveballs <laughs> that want when Megan to sort of give us an A to an F as far as final grades go. And then we're also going to talk about some of our favorite episodes, some of our least favorite episodes, and finally, our favorite needle drops. And that's going to be interesting because I don't think Megan and I are going to have the same five songs. I'm pretty sure we're not going to have the same five songs. <laughs> Who knows? There there might be one where it's like the same, but are you also going to grade these characters or do I just get to look like the villain? Oh, no, I'll, who, I'll, I'll, who, I'll, I'll grade them. I'll grade them with you. I've given ter- terrible grades to everyone. Okay, so I've got, I've made the list out to 14 characters that we should give grades to and starting with characters who are appear, appear in the episodes or appear okay. in the 19 episodes like the least and of course our core six who are in every episode. So, so let's start it off with a character that I rather enjoyed who's in three episodes and that is Camille Chersky that is Sharon's mom Patty's friend from, from high school it's played by Mary Kay Palace who's in six episodes what would be the letter grade that you'd give for this performance? Um, Letter grade for that performance I think a solid B Solid B whoa Yeah uh, I'm gonna go a little bit higher than you because I think Camille is doing a lot of work that we don't recognize <laughs> but if you watch every episode two to three times like we do uh, there's some looks She's got some great lines, but or not the lines she has and when she talks about the way she knew that her friend's husband was cheating on her is when they were she was fighting. The husband was fighting with the secretary because when you fight with someone mm-hmm. with passion, I think Camille was seeing seeing into the future. So I'm gonna give that performance a B plus. Oh, B plus. I think she could have scored higher if she had told Patty to get out of the <laughs> But instead she's like, Oh, go ballroom dancing. Oh, here is handcuffs. It's like, no, tell your friend to leave her husband. Fair enough. This next character is in is only actually in three episodes, but she's throwing like a hundred miles an hour in each one of the episodes and plays in a pivotal role in one of the episodes. And that is Amber Valone played by Patty D'Arbonville. What would be your letter grade for this performance? Letter grade for the performance, I'm giving an A-. minus. Okay. A letter grade for parenting, I'm, I'm giving an F. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't blend up margaritas in front of your daughter who had her stomach pumped for drugs and alcohol. Yeah, she calls uh, Rand Graff an old drunk, <laughs> which is like pretty fun when you consider that Rand Graff is probably only 15. So uh, I like Amber Vallone. In fact, that like I think that's like her character is like a heat check. And I've pretty much always loved this actress. So I'm going to give the whole spectrum a B plus. <laughs> you know, it's just a theme with some of these guys. All right. So moving on to our next character, we give a letter grade to a character you and I do not like. But this character's grade could be a little bit different for how we feel about him. And that is Neil Chase, who appears in a whopping three episodes played by Darton Stone. Megan, what is your letter grade for Mr. Chase? <laughs> um, a D. A D, D as in wow. as in D. <laughs> D is in dumb. He's not great. And he's not even, I don't know. I just don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like him. You don't break up with someone the day you're leaving of a trip. Cause then you have to like go all the way back with them. Like just wait till you get home. Well, Megan, you're gonna be shocked to, to learn that I gave Neil an F. <laughs> The reason why, because one, I don't understand his performance. Two, is this person in the right show? Like, I think that Neil was trying to be funny when he was trying to be funny. And he says some really weird shit that I don't enjoy. I mean, like, the other day, I was like, hey, man, that's my wife. So, <laughs> Neil, 
<laughs> you were in a whopping three episodes, and I could have done without you. So and you hated all three of those performances. Uh, they're, they're not my. They're not. It's not one of my favorite moments of the show. In fact, I, I think that's some of the parts of the show that I did not enjoy. And that's our guy Neil. So he got bonus points for hooking up their stereo. <laughs> yeah, no, that's gonna work for me. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. In the words of Randy Jackson. Moving right along, we're gonna talk about one of our teachers and a teacher that had an interesting season. Whether that was dressing up as Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> saying some very, very interesting things in her classroom. That is Miss Lerner, who was in a whopping five episodes. Paid by May. What is your letter grade for Miss Lerner? So she would have gotten an A plus for just the straight up Obi Wan costume, mm-hmm. but I'm lowering her to a C because of the weird coming on to Mr. Kaczynski stuff. Wow. And then like, I don't know, given a weird look to him talking to like Ricky, mm-hmm. I thought it was weird. So she got docked. <laughs> she, she got docked, she got for, docked. The, for trying to kick it to Mr. Kaczynski. Mm-hmm. It's a it's workplace. A, it's, it's a, a human workplace. resource problem. She should know better. <laughs> Um, I rather liked Miss Lerner. In fact, I thought that was a, an odd choice for a boy Kenobi, but I'm there for it. <laughs> so now I've given some of these characters B pluses, but I don't think she's that high on my list. So I'm gonna go with a B minus because, like, um, I've had we all had a teacher at Miss Lerner, kind of quirky, kind of odd, mm-hmm. kind of interesting, but you don't forget them. So Miss Lerner, in my book, my great book, you're gonna get a B minus. Moving right along, we're gonna talk about another teacher, a teacher that played a huge part as the season progressed, and that is Richard Kontemski, who played in a whopping four episodes played by Jeff Perry. What's your letter grade for this performance? Um, an A. An A plus. <laughs> a plus. A plus for Mr. Katinsky. He comes in and it's a little bit of a little bit of a slow, I think a little bit of a slow burn. But like once he takes off, he just takes off. And I mean, you're not, when a teacher takes you into their home, I mean, mm-hmm. and I felt every bit of his trying to figure out what to do in the situation. Megan, I think this is going to be the only letter grade that we both agree on. So, <laughs> A plus work <laughs> of Richard Kotemski. And the reason why for me is because it's like uh, he got Rand Graff to be in the play of our turn. He helped Ricky in you know, like the five, four episodes that he was on. And by the end of the season, Ricky is living with them. And Ricky is our our, our good guy. So Richard Kotemski, we both give them the same letter grade, A plus. So Megan, mm-hmm. we got one more, one more character before we start talking about the core group of actors and actresses who were in every episode. Okay. So I thought I'd throw you a curveball and uh, get you to give me a letter grade for this character. That is a character who's oddly enough in more episodes than I thought because you think about their whole whole season you're like other oh, and you think about moments you don't think they're actually in episodes. That's Hallie Lowenthal who yeah. comes in at five episodes that she's in. Really five. That's a, that's a quarter of the season. So Hallie Lowenthal played by Lisa Waltz. What is your letter, letter grade for this performance? Uh, D minus. <laughs> D minus. <laughs> she would have gotten an F but she made that Rush Limbaugh jokes. <laughs> like bumped her up uh, to a D minus. She is obnoxious. She can't chew with her mouth closed. Mm-hmm. She brought food into a restaurant that already, mm-hmm. you know, she brought Chinese food into a place that already served food. She, yeah. you know what? Brad was too good for her. So we he, got he two seconds of Brad and I already think that he was too good for her. He knew it was up. He was like, I can't have this in my life. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give this performance a D also because I think she was in it a little too much. <laughs> um, a little uh, too much. 
A little too much. I think because like, it's funny when I was looking around, when I was making a list of like casting characters to talk about other than like the core six that are on the show. And I was like, wow, Hallie is in five different episodes, which is, which is crazy to me yeah. considering I was like, so yeah, no, it's like, I might have to give it a, 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 give her a D. Um, also just one of our, one of my biggest losers of the season. Just, <laughs> it's just showing up the food. Yeah. It's, it's not a good it. look. It's just not good. And then talk about, talk shit about the food that was there in front of employees. It's just not good. Also, also choosing a space that has like a giant fountain that you like yeah. can't move and it's like how much how much floor real estate are we losing that could be yeah. tables to make money yeah. from all right, so Megan, we're working our way to our core, which is like eight characters who are in every episode. So I'm going to start with uh, the characters, of course, that are probably who are in every episode, but his significance is the least, and we're going to work our way all the way to the top. So let's start with Danielle, Renee, mm. uh, played by Lisa Wahol, who's in every episode. How would you grant this performance? A C. A C. Okay, yeah. why is that? I She's like, okay. Yeah. But she's average to me. <laughs> like, I, I mean, there is like the Halloween thing Thing was like probably like the most standout thing that she did and then like everything else it's like she could have not been there mm-hmm. so oh. and she was like kind of annoying in spots that she wasn't so and her like annoying little sibling energy from her was not my favorite do you know it's funny i'm gonna give it a b plus almost to an a minus because i think that's what they were that character was going for and that's if we only get voiceovers from two other people not angela mm-hmm. and one of them is yeah. danielle and uh, i i thoroughly enjoyed the episode in which she's like, yeah, this is the greatest weekend of my life. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of here for... <laughs> I, 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 so I, I'm going to get that performance to B plus slash A minus. It's like, what, like a 90? What is that, 91? It was, <laughs> yeah, an A minus, like a 91, yeah. 91? Because I, it's like there are small moments. Like, we don't give her like an A storyline, but we do give her like some 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 A things to do. And she had to be the annoying little sister, which I think she nailed. We're going to go through the Chase family uh, right here. <laughs> okay. But you know, before we get to that, we're not going to do that yet. Well, I'm going to say that for the end. Okay. Let's go and do it with Sharon. Yeah. Sharon Chersky, who's played by, wonderfully by Devin Odessa. How would you grade this performance? I think it's a, I think it's a, like a B plus, A minus. Whoa. Because she grew, she like, some of the earlier stuff, uh, her like Halloween performance, I wasn't into. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a little bit of that. But like, later as the show goes on, I really like appreciated having Sharon in the series. So like, B plus, A minus. We agree on this one as well. <laughs> I feel like B plus A minus only to do the fact that like this is a hard role. The if you think about it like through the context of like if, let's say that the, we knew these people and we were the, yeah. uh, but the, it'd be kind of tough to find out in the going from the eighth grade to the ninth grade that your best friend is no longer your best friend. Yeah. Somebody you grew up with and known your whole life. And, and his that, friends with Ray and Graf. And his friends with Ray and Graf. <laughs> that, that performance is gonna have a little nuance and I thought she kinda nailed it. It's like as yeah. a friend who was like, I will probably always be your friend, but where we are in our lives is way different. I think the the zit episode is where she really upped her not upped her game but like really solidified like her place in the show with like that mm-hmm. tension between her and Angela and them in the bathroom a lot of good bathroom scenes and these like bombed out bathrooms in high school uh, I think so too it's funny it's like it, they, what they spend their money on in high school and what they don't yeah. <laughs> not the bathroom not the bathroom <laughs> alright Megan let's go ahead and have the, the very difficult conversation about Graham played brilliantly by Tom Irwin Graham Chase. What is your grade for Mr. Chase? If the intention was for me not to like the character, then A plus off the chart. however he's the worst and so I'm gonna give him an F because I can't fucking stand 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so depends on how you look at it. He did his job well if it was the intention was to get everybody to like dislike you. But still, he's like he's so whiny. He didn't have a job. <laughs> no, I mean, like he spends part of this part of the season basically unemployed. I mean, like he's, yeah. in, he's in class for a couple of seasons, a couple episodes. He quits his job in one of the episodes. And I'm going to get into that episode a little bit later. It's kind of interesting because like, um, as I mentioned on the show, I was watching the morning show at the same time I was watching this. And Tom Irwin, who I think is a brilliant actor, is playing like the big bad on the morning show. He's kind of shitty on the morning show too. So I think because he's shitty on that and good, and because he's shitty on this and kind of good, I'm going to have to give him the weird A. We're we're great in two different ways. Yeah, yeah, because like... <laughs> this is a man who was like, how long should it take? For a man to be good. <laughs> it's a process that never stops. You know what? Yeah. Fuck Graham. I'll give him a C. <laughs> this is like, it's kind of the great that's like, you know, when you're about to, uh, I don't know, this happened to me when I was like, I was basically, I was like going to graduate and like, I was like on the verge of like failing this one class or getting a D. I'm like, listen, my parents are coming in town. I have to graduate. <laughs> you just give me a D. Then I think it'll be cool. It's just like, fine. Just get the, the teacher's like, I don't want to see you. I'm so yeah, you'll never, yeah. you'll never see me. I'll never take an upper level English class ever. Uh-huh. I thought English was going to be my minor. I'm still not interested in being an English student. So get me the fuck out of here. And that's what kind of happened. So I got like the, I got like the 64, <laughs> which I guess is what Graham is doing. So fuck my first grade. It's a, it's a 64. But shout out to the English teacher who passed me, which you could have very much felt. Moving right along through the Chase household, let's talk about Patty, played by Bess Armstrong. What's your letter grade for that performance? I think, I think like a B minus. B minus, okay. Yeah. I think she's a little high strung. That's how we write women in the 90s. In the 2000s, in the decades she's, before that. She's a nag. She's high strung. She's a blanket. She takes all the boxes for like a shitty wife in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I do wish that she was just like, stop being such a whiny baby to Graham. I wish there was like more of that energy. Her like weird, her weird insistence on like trying to, I don't know, be the better mom to Rayanne Mm -hmm. is a little like she got her, she rightfully got her ass handed to her by Mm -hmm. Amber, but she did help Rayanne get to the hospital. She did you know eventually eventually go look for Ricky and her daughter I guess Ricky was more of like a incidental find when looking for her daughter but she she brings Ricky home mm-hmm. sort of gives like Ricky that you know before he leaves gives Ricky you know some attention and care that he needs so it's like a, it's in like the B the B range I think uh, I guess I'm just a, like a easier grader than you are <laughs> well, I'm the teacher you want to get I'm the Richard Katemski not the mislearner <laughs> of the situation I'm going to get this performance and I. In fact, uh, rewatching it and all the times that I rewatched every episode is is when I was a kid, I would have found Patty to be so effing annoying. But as I got an older, I could see where she's coming from. Well, yeah, like a lot of the situations, like I can see where she's coming yeah. from. There's just some instances where I can't give her an A because like, yeah, there's this like some stuff that I didn't like. She definitely white woman a few things, just like that she overstepped a couple of times. But in 
a way, I didn't hate that because, like, I was like, I mean, she's, I don't know if I'd question another kid's parents, but like, she can't be an A because, because she tells Jordan, who slept with her daughter's best friend, that mm. it looks like you obviously didn't mean to hurt her. That's, 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 so that's, tough. that's not A, that's not A territory. <laughs> That's the, uh, you may have misused this word part of the portion. On the, <laughs> if I'm writing your, your, your essay, I was like, Should I, you're using the wrong, it's not pronounced just that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> Megan, we are getting down to the, I guess we can call them the core four. Core four, that's kind of weird. But yeah, we're getting down to the, our final characters. And uh, this character plays an important role throughout the series, whether or not we liked him or we didn't. It's her creepy across the street neighbor riding his bicycle in circles in front of their house, yelling at our, our main character in her house, and that is Brian Krakow, played by Devin Germersel. How would you grade this performance? Do I even need to tell you my grade after you explained everything? No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I knew <laughs> what it was. A, it's an F. <laughs> <laughs> Brian gets an F. So, I'll be generous and I'll give him an F+. Because when Ricky says that this is his chance to be straight, Brian mm-hmm. doesn't have a negative reaction. So, we give some bonus points for that. Yeah. However, this is a boy who constantly barges in, is constantly yelling at girls. He dumps a person he asked to the dance to go with Angela. Who didn't even want to go with it. So he like takes back his invitation to Delia. He looks into a girl's bedroom windows with a telephoto lens. Shit. He films people having sex in the back of a car. He gets erections <laughs> by just a girl touching his hand. Not even like, you know, just like a just a touch of the hand. And he thought it. Okay, he didn't have to even if it was true, he didn't have to think it. Sure. So, well shoot. So, again, it's always great to have, like, a different perspective on characters, especially if they're like, oh, no, I, that, that, those are all bad, but it'd be like... <laughs> He's a boy. He's a boy. I'm going to give Brian a D plus because I've mentioned on the podcast on an episode before. Is My Soul Call Life secretly about Brian? He does get his own episode in Life of Brian, which I'll talk about a little bit later. So, damn it. You should have, con- I'm convinced that was it. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready to give him an A. Mark. I was ready. <laughs> In a, on another podcast, maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to think which who we should do first because they are important. All right, let's go ahead and do this one. This is the new best friend, the friend that that's uh, that we leave Sharon to become like the, the pal. And there, there's the storyline throughout the season has its ups and downs. And uh, Ryan Graff, which is played by AJ Liger, what is your letter grade for this performance? Uh, I think like a C. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a little too, it's a little much. Okay. So maybe this is like not her fault that her character is written with no grace whatsoever so she's acting what she's given but I I just didn't a lot of the performances I didn't enjoy Mm -hmm. she's a shitty friend yeah. To Angela, to Ricky. And a lot of that's like probably her upbringing. We did talk about Amber Bloom earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I, it's a C. It's a C. It's like, you know, it's average. Other than that, this is the one performance that I'm not a fan of. So I'm going to give it an F. <laughs> and the reason why. 
Brienne is kind of a walking uh, contradiction. I mean, like, and that's she tells Jordan, it was like, you know, you like her, which makes it kind of go, yes, Brienne. Shout out, that's a real one. Yeah. That's an A. And then four, five episodes later, seven episodes later, she sits with this dude. That's yep. just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what, what kind of a friend are you? So, first of all, being drunk does not excuse your like shitty actions. No, also, no, no. like, how drunk could they have been? Like, because, exactly. like, how long were, first of all, the place, I don't think, sir, like, did it serve alcohol or did they bring their own? No. They had like a couple sips from a flask and he had like a beer. I'm sorry. But like, if she's a raging alcoholic, that's not going to be enough to like get her drunk, right? Yeah, there's like, and also like in high school, nobody really got down like that kind that hard. I mean, because like I'm from a town very similar to this. It was like, we had a couple people like other. Maybe where you went to high school. <laughs> <laughs> in Northern Virginia. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was like, nobody was like, I'm so fucked up. It was like, it's, I don't know. it's like, I don't know. Maybe like. Pret- I, I it's like pretend. Yeah, pretend. Like, fucked up. Yeah, and, 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 and I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't be down with that. So my, my grade is an F. Yeah, it's like it's very much like when it almost is like when I was like a kid and I was like pretend playing as a businesswoman. She's like pretend playing right at a drunk, and it's just it's not like a overly enjoyable performance. Yeah. She gives a few things, and then most of it's like hot garbage. Megan, this was going to be a tough one to to give a letter grade for because all they're they're in epi- certain episodes. I mean, in every episode. There are aspects about this character that we both are like, meh. And then we also kind of throw into our mind the actor who plays him, who we're both not really a fan of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he has not aged well. No. To say the he least. hasn't. As much as he tries to embalm himself. Yeah. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't aged well. And that is Jordan Calano, played by Jared Leto, who again is in every episode. So He's not in Weekend. He's not in every episode. Really? I have in my notes that he's in every episode. He's not in Weekend. Really? No. Well, the fucking internet. Uh, unless like I blocked him out but I'm pretty sure he's not in that because he doesn't show up to their house oh I thought they see him in weekend that's it here or there yeah uh, really because I have on here is like that's he's in every, he's on that episode well maybe he, maybe I just ignored it <laughs> <laughs> like this performance <laughs> <laughs> maybe like a maybe maybe like a C minus mm-hmm. because okay so yeah he I feel like a hypocrite because I just gave like I gave Rayanne like a C right so mm-hmm. I guess not a hypocrite a C because I mean he did sleep with Rayanne he's like hot, he's like a hot garbage person for the most part mm-hmm. but there were a few times when he was with Ricky where we saw like a different side of him like when he told Ricky to like get out like oh you should go the other way because like for some reason there were like people on motorbikes on the high school track <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and then when he like when he saw Ricky like outside that grocery store and like asked him if he needed a ride and then you know told him about an abandoned building that he could stay at so there are those like little moments but also this is like a boy who like couldn't spell Angela's name wouldn't hold her hand yeah. told, told her you're crowding me yeah so like I don't know C minus D plus C minus D plus I'm gonna give him just straight up C there's like you mentioned all the moments in which like uh, you're like oh no this is like he's got a little more depth and I think as the season went on they wrote him a lot better because early on he was just a really hot guy he was also stupid mm-hmm. so, <laughs> why Jordan can't read he got an episode named after him 
<laughs> but they gave him a little depth. I I thought that was an interesting choice for him to the to, to hook up with Rand as far as like a writing goes. Is like because I don't know that sort of thing happens. I, I don't know. It's weird. I, so I've only ever seen it happen on TV. <laughs> yeah, you only see it happen on TV. Yeah. Like, listeners, if this has ever happened to you, please reach out. Yeah, and let us like, know so we can know if this is something that happens. In yeah, it only happens on TV. So yeah, no, I, I give it a C, and I I'll even suspend uh, how I feel about Charlotte and that and that and that grade. So we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I did. <laughs> thought, if I thought about how I actually felt about Joe, that would be a straight up F. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there'd, be, there'd, there'd be a lot of no's and no grade. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Megan, we are down to our, our last two, but of course, we say the best for last. We're gonna do Angel last, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about our favorite character from the show. A show a character that's actually aged quite quite nicely, and that is Enrique Vasquez, played by Wilson Cruz. What is your letter grade for this performance? A plus. A, I mean A plus. We have like the gun episode, mm-hmm. which he's fantastic in. And I think that's really kind of like the first episode where you get um a, t- a taste of <laughs> Wilson Cruz is like uh, like actually ability in like the show and then I think in like the latter half of the season and even in like I don't know all throughout the season he's great because then I don't know just like all the <laughs> he's just so good and you feel you like feel what he's feeling mm-hmm. and like sort of like the disappointments like or like being angry at Rayanne like after like that performance and she runs off and then at school the next day he like yells at her or like because he was so scared and like you know that feeling of being like sick and tired of like dealing with someone's like shit and like constantly like having to worry about it so I don't know he did he was like Wilson Cruz is like fantastic in the role and I actually think that he's a character that the writers did did write with grace mm-hmm. unlike a character like Rayanne where it's just like eh, you're a dump truck like we're not, right, we're, not right. giving, we're not giving you like anything, both um, with Ricky, you got to see like multiple facets of his character. I agree with everything you said in A plus here. I'm just going to add one thing to that. I think if they were to ever reboot the show, and I'm actually surprised they haven't, but they they reboot everything. <laughs> Um, the the show would be built around him. That's how good that performance was. Yeah. So again, no notes. A plus. If they were to reboot it and focus it on him, seeing that that family dynamic that we didn't get like in the show mm-hmm. of him living with his aunt and his uncle, and then that trauma, right? Of you know, like being kicked out and being like beat up, I guess, by your uncle. Actually, developing on that storyline versus it kind of just being like kind of not like you get a little bit of it to like explain why something's happening but you don't really get any sort of why is he living with his aunt and his uncle like mm-hmm. what is that what is that like yeah. so that would have been like that would be like an interesting thing to oh see. totally I don't think you can reboot it because it's not like like the show is not really like that edgy like you've got like Euphoria <laughs> like all these other, like other shows that are like Euphoria changed the game there's no doubt about that so if they did reboot it they probably still focus it on Angela and you're gonna listen to some like lame white girls problems yeah, I got, it wouldn't be I've as got fun. my own <laughs> 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 well, Megan, that's a good segue to our final character of the show, which is the lead. A It still shocks me how young Claire Danes mm-hmm. That first episode is jarring, how yeah. young she is. It's funny, and she was, she's been a part of our lives, and will continue to be a part of our lives for the next, I don't know, 20-something, 30 years. And that is Angela Chase, leader of our show, Claire Danes. How would you create this performance? I think like a B plus, A minus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a function of the character, because I don't find the character yeah. 
overly interesting. And there's like moments where she's really good. Like I think like the zit is really good. Teenage girl kind of episode. And then like self-esteem where mm-hmm. Jordan is like, you're crowding me. That's a really good episode. But her story is just like not that interesting. It's like, oh, your parents hate each other. Like join the club. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, what is this? Maybe for the time it was interesting, but now it's not that interesting. Uh, I'm going to give this an A, actually. The show, to me, like, I think begins and ends with, with for some reason, Rand is just, just not a part of my, not what, what I remember about the show the most. I remember, mm-hmm. remember her, and I remember Ricky, and I think that I would prefer the show it was just the two of them in their friendship. Yeah. And, like, the stuff that they go through, whether it's, like, family stuff or the weird friend, Rand, who's just yeah. not in it. Like, I think I would be, I would want less of Rand, more of Ricky, and more of Ricky and, and Angela together. I think it would have actually benefited the show if they had it explained or shown how Angela and Rayanne came to be friends. Yeah. Whether that's they're like in a class and they're just, Rayanne starts talking to her. I don't think it helped anything to not explain it. Yeah. Because it's just like, did it start right when school started? Mm-hmm. Was it was it at the tail end of like freshman year? Kind of we thing? need to know like, a backstory yeah. for sure. For sure. It, it, that, is, that is definitely weird to not have that. We just kind of just jump, jump into like a deep end of the pool. It's like, oh, this is like where we are right now. That's it for that segment. It was like, Larry, I think we kind of nailed that. I think so too. I mean, I'm sure people are not going to write. Listeners, send us us some of your letter grades for the show. Send us your hate mail. Megan, I want to get into a little bit of some of our favorite episodes and some of our least favorite episodes. Let's start with the bad first. Um, One of my least favorite episodes, and it's funny because I couldn't find one, an episode that I just did not like. And uh, I don't know if it's it's because it's like, there's moments of of each episode that I don't like less about an episode. But for me, and I can only think of one in which I was not that into, and that is The Weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, and I get it. We're supposed, we want to do a good, it's like trying to get all these characters in the same room together. Yeah. But I, I, I don't enjoy the parents' storylines or hanging out with the parents or hanging out with the older people in the show. And I just didn't do it for me. What about you? Um. So I have like a couple. Oh, let's hear it because like I have moments. <laughs> so like weekend is like middle of the road for me. I didn't really like Strangers in the House episode eight where Sharon's dad. The best part of that episode for me was recording the podcast episode for it because <laughs> we were both like. <laughs> like was, there, yeah, was there like, a camera in this room yeah like patty's just like out of pocket the entire episode mm-hmm. i didn't really like halloween i don't like the like weird mystical aspect like i thought it was like the sabrina the teenage witch aspect of it i thought was like weird for the tone of the show i didn't also, enjoy like, either Graham but that's Patty just me fucking like in between yeah. candy was like not my favorite Honorary mention for Lee's favorite episode goes to Life of Brian. Just because it was just nonstop Brian. Like the only thing that saves it is the dance scene at the end. Wow. That is quite the take. So <laughs> I'm going to let you lead like what were some of your favorite episodes then? Because... I really liked <laughs> I really liked Guns and Gossip. That's on my list. I did like the zit and I did really like resolutions. Well, Megan. You loved life of I'm feel like uh we've come a long way doing this podcast and I can see you're one of my one of my better friends. <laughs> I like Life of Brian. <laughs> I like Life of Brian. 
I like it. I like it. That was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> well, you do think the show is Brian's show, so it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, there's parts of it. I'm like, is this show really about Brian Krakow? Uh, I like Life for Brian. I like Guns and Gossip. Guns and Gossip, I thought, was like the first like real episode. Because yeah. like, the, the, the pilot felt like there was just so much information. Trying to, it's like, hey, this is where we are. Boom, this happens. Boom, these people are like a friends. Boom, these people aren't friends. Guns and Gossip felt like a like a very unique, like very like singular thing. And it's about this. When I was like looking through my notes, I was like, I was like trying to remember what happened in some of the episodes. And like Dancing in the Dark, the second episode, I was like, what even happened? And then, <laughs> right, right. So, so like, I couldn't really like add it to like a least favorite because like I could barely remember a lot of the stuff that happened in it. Sure. I mean, we did watch that episode over the summer in January. <laughs> it was like a long time ago. But they, I feel like they should have started the series with Guns and Gossip. I mean, I don't hate that at all. You drop that on like on a, on a network television show, you're like, whoa. Yeah, because it's like, I, mean, I guess, but then you set the tone of the show as like grittier. You kind of do. And then, okay. <laughs> and then you're kind of like, what the fuck? You kind of you kind of stuck in this mode of like, yeah. what high school is this? Then it's you like get all this bad shit happens. Yeah, uh, well, that was actually a, an episode that was crazy about either. It was father figures. <laughs> Um, uh, I also like self-esteem, which I think might be the best episode of the show. That's a good episode. Uh, betrayal as well. So yeah, I don't like Megan, all the R towns. No, no, it's silly. <laughs> Megan, I'm glad you sent us to it as a note that we should talk about this, and I figure we should go back and forth as far as okay. favorite needle drop moments. So okay. I'm gonna start with my number five. Okay. My number five is one of my favorite bands of all time. Oddly enough, not one of my favorite songs, but I just like that the fact that they're in my so-called life. That's R.E.M., Everybody Hurts. Mm. That's my number five. My number five is What About Your Friends by TLC, which was mm-hmm. in the Substitute episode. I do have that. I do have that on my list, but we'll see a little bit later. My number four is from an episode you didn't care too much for. <laughs> But I do like I do like this version of this song. And that's my guy Elvis Presley. I love me some Elvis Presley. And my number four is Blue Moon. My number four is Fall Down by Toad the I mean, it was just like so like on it, that song is so good. And it fit like the scene perfectly. It did. It did. Ran and it's funny. procuring drugs and alcohol in the school parking lot. So And it that works for me as well because that is my number three. <laughs> Toad the Wet Sprocket. You're a toady. <laughs> I'm a big toady. And I like that record too. Uh, I saw Toad the Wet Sprocket and met the lead singer. He is lovely. So shout out to that guy. Jealous. That was your number three. My number three is I Alone by Live. It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke over here. Good choice. <laughs> it's a good song, everybody. My number two is the song we've already talked about. TLC's What About Your Friends from the Substitute. I just like that the the, uh, where the spot in the the, sh- the episode, they're like blasting it into the Yeah, classroom. which I don't think is a thing that's like ever happened, but... No, 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 no. And uh, TLC was kind of an underrated group from the 90s. I think like once you hit like the No Scrubs era, that's when... I mean, like, I don't know, Waterfalls. That's like not, I'm not sure I would say underrated, but. <laughs> uh, do you know, it, I think it may be forgotten. It's maybe underrated might have been the word. It was like forgotten. I was like, oh, right. I was like, oh, right. Because it's funny, like I'm rewatching Sopranos and there's an episode of Sopranos in which they're, they're singing those scrubs. So. <laughs> My number two is What is Love by Hathaway. That's pretty good. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> All right. My number one, we've already mentioned this band. The song gets played twice <laughs> in an episode, whether they're singing it or the actual song from the album. Megan, we saw this band a few weeks ago. We I can't believe you forgot. 
That's late at night. My Buffalo Tom. That's my number one song from the My So Called Life, like uh, music. Beetle drops. Late at night is is unbelievable. Um, my number one should come as no surprise to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that has listened to the podcast. Um, it's Return to Innocence by Enigma, which is arguably the top song of the 90s. What? That's why. I mean, you turn on the TV late at night in the 90s and you're going to be hearing the commercial for Pure Moods. And that song is the lead track. And also, it's like a fucking amazing song. It, it encapsulates... The 90s, in my mind. Yeah. Well, Megan, we did it. <laughs> we did it. We, we talked about music. We have one last thing to get to. Uh, part of the reason why we, I, we started this podcast, No Season 2, is one of the, the asks the question to each other and to our audiences and our listeners whether or not the show should have had a season two. So, Megan, to put a pin in the My So-Called Life era of the No Season 2 podcast, should My So-Called Life had a season two? I almost feel like this is a trick question. This is, I feel like, a difficult question because... How I feel like the writers were going to write it. Mm -hmm. No, it should not have had a season two. However, if the show had sort of like focus on the second season, focus on things like Ricky with the teacher, mm -hmm. took it that way, I would have wanted a season two. But knowing mm -hmm. that it was probably just going to be like a lot of like a Ryan, Jordan, Angela, love triangle, not into it. I don't need it. I don't I don't think so. So it's funny when I was going back and forth with this today at lunch, thinking about whether or not this show should have had a season two. There's a part of me that was like, yeah, that would have been kind of wrapped this sort of get like a storyline like wrapped up. And then I thought about like high school, like in general and high school. You don't think about high school as far as like, it's like, oh, I remember junior year and we're sophomore year. You think of it as moments. And because we got, for the most part, 19 different moments, it's kind of how I remember high school. And in a way, I think it just being one season is kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. For that exact reason, it was like, could you think of high school in moments? It was like, like this is when I made out with someone. That was a moment. This is when I went to the dance, and that was a moment. This is what you don't think of it as like in, in terms of years. And because we lived in this this town of, with, with like watching these episodes, I felt like that was the moment, and I think that moment was over. So in a way, yeah, I'm kind of glad they didn't have a season two. Just just because I think it would have ruined the show, and, and it's and it's and it's all. I want to say if it had a season two, I don't think people would remember it the way that they currently remember it. Exactly. Because they're already currently remembering it as like something that I don't think the show was. was. So. My hot take. We, 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 we agreed. No, season two. <laughs> no season two. <laughs> no season two. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for coming on the journey with us. Journey, when I'm on the bachelor. <laughs> the golden bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> the golden bachelor, exactly. I have been George. I've been Megan. Follow us on Instagram at no season two pod. We're thinking up ideas for our season two because we're not canceling we're not ourselves, folks. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's, uh, well, let's you do something, Megan. <laughs> Why would I wouldn't be the one? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Yeah, we did it. We did.